Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your host, Wits and Roz. We are back and better than ever. And Wits, we are actually supported today. Today's podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. Uh, have you ever had a time, Wits? where you've been tired, but can't fall asleep, your focus and energy is just not up, the immune, the immune system and stress of your day-to-day just drives you nuts and you need, you know, a little me time at 9 p.m. I know for me, I got a lot of that. I'm moving soon. I've got a lot of work going on. I got to do these podcasts for you. Tons of stress. Well, Just Live has the answer. They came out with new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C, which everyone needs. Plus they, have vegan, plus they are vegan and low sugar. So healthy, you know, fat boy over here needs the healthy option. Just, Just Live was founded by professional athletes, Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul, Rad, Paul Rodriguez, because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, and immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose, six different benefits to choose from. And instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code support to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummy lines with the code support at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code support. Holy crap. That is a mouthful of a uh, sponsor, but I hope we get to try them. You know, anything Clay Thompson's peddling out, I'm all for it. Hey, he's got a lot of free time the past couple of years. Oof, that's a slight burn. Alex Morgan also wouldn't mind taking what she's taking. And Travis Pastrana is a hero of mine. Love a good action star. Um, Wits, let's get into what everyone is excited about this week. It's the NFL draft. It's that kind of uh, – you know, you're in the desert, you're seeing a mirage type situation. Football is being talked about more frequently now than it usually is during this time of the year. You still got a long way till September, Labor Day weekend, obviously the weekend prior to the NFL season starting. But we do get a little bit of hope. This is, uh, this is hypothetically speaking, the, the most fruitful time of the sports season. You got a lot of hope in the air. You got a lot of belief in what you can pick and draft. For me, as a Packers fan, there's a lot we need. For the Bears, they typically mess this up, and I know uh, I know that's probably going to happen again. You excited for this year's NFL draft? It sounds like there could be five quarterbacks gone and five picks. That would be pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, I'm real excited for the draft, Roz. It's uh, it, it's really unlike any other draft with all the speculation leading up to it. 
And I guess no, nobody really knows what's going on, I guess, except the, uh, the coaches and the GMs that are actually making a pick. So, so many things going on and changing over the past couple of weeks. I'm just, I'm excited to sit down and watch it. It seems like, seems like really the only guarantees here are the first two picks, but I don't know. Somebody other than Zach Wilson went to the Jets. I mean, I wouldn't fall off my chair. I'd be pretty surprised, but I think, you know, first two picks seem pretty set up here with Lawrence and Zach Wilson. But after that, I don't know. Mac Jones is the talk of the town for the 49ers, but I really couldn't tell you. So I am excited to watch. Yeah, I mean, there's five quarterbacks there. The idea is that Trevor Lawrence is going to go 1-1 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That one's pretty much a lock. Zach Wilson, interesting enough, has jumped into that two slot. I know there was a lot of talk that Justin Fields would be that two coming into the season. I personally, as you guys have my takes on this show, don't believe Justin Fields going to amount to a superstar career. Um, so I, I see it with Zach Wilson. A little short for my liking, but the guy apparently has a cannon. So we'll see what he can offer with the Jets. And then you got the 49ers, who I think are just messing with everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go quarterback here. And if they did, it wouldn't make sense for them to hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo. They should trade and see if they could get an additional first-round pick. I understand you're under the belief of, oh, the quarterback they draft can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that much of an experienced quarterback. He has one Super Bowl loss under his belt. He uh, has a ton of wins in games that statistically he's not thriving or striving in or surviving in. I mean, that defense they have in the 49ers organization is probably what carries that team most often. A lot of crafty plays. If you notice, the ball is often in the hand of the running backs. It was Raheem Moser who beat the Packers on his own, basically, that one NFC Championship game. Garoppolo, to me, hasn't stood out as a quarterback. He has injury problems. He's injury prone. I don't think they're going to have somebody sit behind him. you got to shop him. Why not? The Patriots might take him back. You can go anywhere across the globe with this guy, um, especially if you're going to take this quarterback. And I know you disagree. I know you're a big Garoppolo guy. But the 49ers need to stop messing around. I just I think your point is completely off base here. I mean, you look at no matter what you think about Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago, this 49ers team was five minutes from winning a Super Bowl. So regardless of what you think about him, with all the people they have coming back this year, I think they're putting a very similar team out on the field that they did a couple of years ago. Um, so, I mean, I don't have any problem with them taking a quarterback that can be there as an emergency. Um, a guy that they can mold into the future if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up not really working out the way that it's planned. But, I mean, it sucks that he's got injured a couple times. But, I mean, I, look at, I just look at the team two years ago, and they were five minutes away from being the best team in the league. And, they, you know, unfortunately they blew it. But, I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who's not great, but he does fit that system and what they like to do, which is run the ball really well, play defense, and have a guy who can make well, when a they needed him, When they needed him in the biggest moment, he missed the throw in that Super Bowl. So that's fine. I, mean, I think but, he would have gone down as a Trent Dilfer. He would have gone down as a Trent Dilfer, a Joe Flacco, in my opinion, you know? Okay. But so this, I guess I'm contradicting myself and they should draft this quarterback. I don't know what you can get on the open market with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I wouldn't have a quarterback sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo. It's different than an Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre or even a Tom Brady sitting behind Drew Bledsoe. I think if they're drafting the quarterback, the quarterback's got to start. And I think it's time to see what's available on the open market for Garoppolo. What if you could get back into the first round? This draft, tons of talent. So that's my thought on the third pick. 
Um, you go down, and then after that, do we see Justin Fields and Trey Lance right off the board, or we got teams that are going to like skip over that, don't need the quarterback just yet. Are Trey Lance and Justin Fields even credible quarterbacks to go with? Um, I know the Patriots are big talk for going to get one of these guys. Maybe the – trying to think who else could get them. I mean, right now Trey Lance is nine on Mel Kuyper's big board of best available. You got Mac Jones, who I'm leaving off at 15. Um, I don't even see Justin Fields on there. I have no idea where he is. But, yeah, I mean, you still got three other quarterback options available. So – who are you taking at the third pick if you're the 49ers? If I'm the 49ers, I'm taking a – you don't really need a skill player. I mean, I would go – look at your quarterback getting hurt all the time. Offensive line. P.N.A. Sewell, apparently, is going to be a one-of-a-kind offensive guard – or offensive tackle, I mean, I apologize. You need that in the NFL. You need an offensive lineman of his caliber. They're saying he's going to be up there with the best. I, I, you just said that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer, so how are you not going to take a quarterback at the third pick if you're the 49ers? What I'm saying is it doesn't make sense if you're going to leave Garoppolo on your roster. How would you not try to just improve your team, ship out Garoppolo, and start with the quarterback? If you believe in the quarterback already, you're going to draft him. You don't need him sitting behind Garoppolo. He's not a guy you sit behind as a first-round top three pick. You don't sit behind a Garoppolo. Do you sit behind Aaron Rodgers? Probably, but Garoppolo is nowhere near that caliber. Okay. So I would go with Sewell. Um, if not that, they don't really need a receiver. Um, there's also Rashawn Slater. Offense tackles are eighth on this board. Patrick Sertan, two. The second, I don't know why I always say two. Cornerback, you, that, secondary, that team's getting old in the secondary. They've got a ferocious front line. Why not make that better? That's just my take on what I would do if I were the third pick. But, then, but I'm asking you beyond that. When, let's get beyond that. There's a I lot of quarterbacks. For you. Okay. Who would you say are top three quarterbacks in the league? Right now? Yeah. Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady. Okay. Did either of them start their rookie year? None of those three started the rookie year, but they also sat behind. They sat behind. No, no, no. That, that I already, but I addressed that point. What did I already address that point? You're going to tell me Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith? Alex Smith's Smith, way better situation. Mahomes even can't – dude, Alex Smith might be – Alex Smith might be the best – Alex Smith might be the best game manager in NFL history. One of the best at it. He was incredible. Look at his win percentage. Look at his win percentage. You're saying he's not very good. By calling the best game manager in history, you're saying he's not very good. I thought he was – he's a – if Jim Harbaugh didn't usher him out – that's a guy who's on those winning San Francisco teams. Let's not do this all over again, San Francisco. You did it with Alex Smith, and look what happened. And you had Kaepernick sitting behind him. Kaepernick came in, played well. They went to a Super Bowl as well, but they lost, right? They keep jockeying quarterbacks. Time to not jockey quarterbacks. Either go with your man Garoppolo and take the offensive tackle or go with your quarterback. Start this thing up. This defense can carry that team by itself with Bosa on the other side. Um, I, I'm all for addressing team needs. I don't think they need a quarterback unless they're willing to ship Garoppolo out pre-draft. My take. That's what I'm saying. I'm sticking with, honestly. Okay. Now, the more interesting question becomes, you've got the Atlanta Falcons, you've got the Denver Broncos at nine, and you've got, like I said, the Patriots at 15 looking to move up and move in. Where do these next quarterbacks go? Does Atlanta address it, or are they going to stick with Matt Ryan? I mean, 
the talk is that they're going to take Pitts, but from my perspective, I don't, I don't know how you can stick with Matt Ryan anymore. I mean, just watching him play last year, he's just, he's not very good. I mean, even at his peak, he was, he was a solid quarterback, but for me, I don't know, just didn't, didn't really ever move the needle enough. And you can bring up the point. They probably should have won the Super Bowl. I agree. Um, but now the past few years, Matt Ryan, to me, just he looks old. And I don't think he's a guy who can get them to the next level, especially with – we don't even have to talk about the other side of the ball. I mean, Atlanta's just not a very good football team. And while Kyle Pitts is probably the best tight end prospect of our lifetime, I, I would venture to go with a quarterback here. I really would. Yeah, I mean – if he's done, he's done. And uh, how much longer do you need to see him being done? I didn't think Matt Ryan played very well over the last two seasons. Yeah, but after the first three weeks of last year, I mean, it, it was just hard to watch the product that they put out on the field. And you know what? For Atlanta, I mean, if you don't like any of the top – I think him like being it, so immobile was, in, was an issue. The guy right. took more sacks than I've ever seen in my life. Do you maybe take an offensive tackle here? I understand Pitts. Think about Pitts with Ridley and Julio Jones, who they are now shopping. You talk about Atlanta maybe being able to hop back into the first round as well for Julio Jones. I don't know if he's worth a first-round pick, 33 or something, years 32, 33. I don't even actually know how old Julio Jones is. I mean, looks he looks pretty good to me still. I know he's on the older end. You might not – the draft capital might not be there. But Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, at that point, it's – that's when you know, does Matt Ryan work out or not. I mean, the weapons there – are incredible. It's a matter of him not being able to move. Maybe you do go then to a guy like Justin Fields who can move. Same with Trey Lance. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta just has so many issues, and I don't think Matt Ryan's the answer. So they could take a quarterback. They could trade out and try to build up a team and, you know, put Matt Ryan out there for one more year. But Kyle Pitts is probably the best player on the board there but I don't know how much better he's making that team. I mean, Matt Ryan, like you said, is, I mean, and you talk about mobility, you know, it's not like Tom Brady is mobile, but you wouldn't say like, he's got a huge lack. He, he's got a, he's got a better pocket presence. I think that's the yeah, word we should much use. Better. Yeah, it much it better seems like pocket. Matt Ryan's has gone away. Such a weird thing to lose, especially since that doesn't need to go with age. Um, mobility does. Um, it was weird watching Matt Ryan just did not seem like he had it in the tank. Um, I'm looking at this big board. They've got Jamar Chase at three, Devontae Smith at six, Jalen Waddle at seven, who at five, I forgot how tall he is, 5'10", I think Jalen Waddle is, apparently putting up speeds like Tariq Hill. You got a lot of weapons at the top of this draft board. Um, and I know it's quarterback-centric, but – you're the Bengals, you're the Dolphins, you just drafted your future quarterbacks, Detroit Lions, now with Jared Goff, Carolina going with either Sam Darnold or Bridgewater. Are they just ripping, are they ripping through those position players right off the bat? Are, they t- are we going to see just a stretch of Waddle, Smith, Jamar Chase, and Pitts? Um, I don't think so. Really. I mean, if I'm the Bengals, just seeing what happened to Joe Burrow last year, I think Sewell is the pick. It'd be really cool to have Jamar Chase, but with your 
number one overall pick quarterback who got absolutely mauled last year and tore his ACL. I don't think there's any other choice but taking the top offensive lineman in the draft, whoever they think it is. Seems like the consensus is Sewell, but I think it'd be silly to take anybody else but an offensive lineman. But I don't, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I guess it starts with building the line around your guy. It's tough to see him go down with that torn ACL. I'm not that I, he, I think he looks really good. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in this league. If Sewell's there, you take him. There is some allure because with A.J. Green gone now, if you T. Higgins looked pretty good last year, um, and he's going to be a, guy, a go-to guy there. I know you like Boyd. Um, maybe they don't. I mean, here's my thing. I think if Pitts falls there, that's a real question. Maybe we don't go wide receiver. You get Pitts to fall to five. They've been struggling in the tight end position for a while. You talk about dynamic man over the middle and in the red zone. I think Pitts is just as interesting to them as Sewell would be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just tough to value, um, you know, what these teams are thinking. But I think, I think the best example for me is that just I always bring it up, the Super Bowl. I mean, just looking at Patrick Mahomes, just getting absolutely chased around. It, I mean, it was – It was without two of his tackles. Like, there is I, something to be said. Yeah, so you're right about the impact of the line. Absolutely. But, I mean, it, it gives you a little insight into what it's like for some of these guys you know, high draft pick. I mean, a guy like Sam Darnold. Now, is he any good or not? I really couldn't say, but you can't tell me that he's been put in the best situation. That Jets that. line That Jets line now is pretty stacked. Yeah, no, it, it is now. But, you, I mean, you never know what it's going to be like for a guy because usually a team that has a top pick is not very good, and there's reasons for that. So, I mean, if, it, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm, I'm doing everything that I can to protect Burrow more so that he can be out there longer and probably make some, make some better decisions, right? That's what, that's what a good line allows you to do and not, you know, be running around, you know, with your life on the line every single game. I mean, that's, that doesn't really bring much development to me. And I think that's one of the reasons you see so many of these first round quarterbacks end up not panning out. Just, they just, whether they're good or not, they just never find themselves in a good spot. Right. The only time will tell, and honestly, you can't go wrong taking a franchise tackle to protect your franchise quarterback. Um, curious what you think about the Dolphins. There's no way they draft a quarterback, hopefully. That would just be bizarre. I think they – and they just signed Will Fuller. I forgot who else they brought down there, play wide receiver. Did they go defensive side of the ball? I mean, that's another scary secondary they have. Not a lot of big edge rushers at the top of this list on this big board or on Mel Kuyper's best uh, available. Um, do you think the Dolphins kind of stay the path? Don't mess anything up. Don't take any of these quarterbacks. Could you see them trading back? Is this where the Patriots can find their way back in, interdivision? Maybe you don't want to trade with them. What's your thought on the AFC East and where the Patriots might go and what the Dolphins might do? Uh, this is an interesting spot, Roz. I mean, part of me thinks that if Jamar Chase is on the board for Miami, that they might they might go there. I mean, I think he is the number one receiver prospect. Um, I mean, I think Waddle's great. I think Devonta Smith is great. Uh, but Jamar Chase he hasn't played football in a little bit here. Um, I think he is the top receiver prospect. But, you know, if Pitts is still on the board, I think they probably take Pitts. I don't think he's going to be there. 
And also, I mean, maybe they go offensive line here, you know, trying to build the team around Tua. Like you said, they're not going to take another quarterback. At least that, that's not what we think. And then obviously you get another option. If there's a team, you know, down in the 10 to 15 range that sees a guy and wants to trade up, maybe they just trade back. So, I mean, my, my, my gut instinct here that they're going to take Jamar Chase, but I wouldn't be surprised if they traded down here um, with a couple teams that really are looking at a guy that they want to get at the quarterback position. Yeah, we shall see. Um, any exciting teams you're watching come draft night? Do you even really care about the Bears sitting at 20, 8-8 eight and eight and sitting at the 20th pick? I don't even know what you need. I feel like you need everything. I know they're in talks about a quarterback because if you, that's a perfect example of the 49ers have a guy they traded for a bunch of capital. The Bears, on the other hand, just signed a guy like Andy Dalton. Like you have to get a quarterback in that situation to either back him up or start over him. Um, I, I don't know what you want as a Bears fan, what you see for other Bears fans, but they just don't seem like they're in a good position. Oh, they're not. Um, but I mean, you, t you talk about one of those teams that might try to trade up. I think the bears are, are in a perfect position to do that. I mean, you look at GM and coach, they're probably on their last gasp here. So I would assume they're going to try to do everything that they can to make this a winning year in Chicago. And with that defense, it should not be that hard, but it's amazing how hard it's been. So you look at the bears at 20. They might be a team that tries to trade up into that eight or nine range if they say, you know, we want Fields or we want Lance um, and they're going to be available. I mean, they're a team that might move up because you look at the Dolphins, if they take Jamar Chase, if the Lions, you know, they decide to pass on the quarterback and maybe take a guy like Jalen Waddle. You've got Carolina. Looks like they might take a quarterback. Denver, I don't think so. The Patriots. Uh, maybe they trade up, try to get the Cowboys pick. So you, you got a few teams who I think are in a spot to trade up, and the Bears would would certainly be one of those teams um, down at 20. So I, I hope they do because I, much as I love Andy Dalton, he doesn't bring me a lot of faith that he could get us to the Super Bowl. But Justin Fields, I would love to have him on the Bears. be very exciting. I mean <laughs> – Five quarterback options. Obviously, it could be set up for the Bears, depending on where they move and where they don't move. It would just be hilarious to me to see them give up all this draft capital again, which they've done in many years past. Um, I feel like they're in the first round for the first time in a while. It'd be amazing to see if they could get high enough where they have the option <laughs> of which quarterback they want to go with. And if it didn't pan out, oh boy. They wouldn't be talking about Billy Goats any longer in Chicago. And I know the Cubs won their world series. So maybe I shouldn't have even brought that up, but any quarterback hijinks or curse that is currently in Chicago, they're, they're aiming for it to be lifted because if not, it's uh it's going to be a dark, dark day in the city of Chicago. Eh, it doesn't get much darker than it already is right now. I mean, if they, if they swing and miss, we're just going to have a new coach and a new GM and probably be at the bottom of the NFC North again. So it can't get much, it can't get much worse especially with such a good defense and putting that product out in the field that we did last year. It, it doesn't get much more disappointing than that, but let's not, uh, let's not talk about the bears too much. Um, Feel free I to think, ask me, who, what about my team? <laughs> it's the end of the round. Who cares? Wow. 
Could be Kenny Clark came at the end of the round. Devontae Adams, the second round pick. Aaron Rodgers came at the end of the round. Yeah, he just, did. Just want to put that out there. Three years. Yeah, just saying. Um, so where do, where do we think that, you know, that next, the end of the first 10 picks, we got Lions, Panthers, and Broncos. I mean, where, where do you see the Lions going here? I think Lions go weapon. They lost Kenny Galladay. They already have Hawkinson, so barring a pitch fall, I still don't think they would even take eh. – I mean, I don't know how you pass on pits. Uh, but uh, Lions weapon, I agree with you. I think they're going to take one of the Alabama guys. Panthers also should be a weapon. Um, although defensively they're not very sound, so they can go with a defensive player here too. Probably too soon to take a guy like Micah, um, what's this, Micah Parsons, looking at maybe the guy from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Awasu. God, just giving me harder names every year. Um, so I, I'm not sure where they're going to go. I, weapon makes sense with Bridgewater and stuff. And again, they had one of the best duos in DJ Moore and um, Robbie Anderson. So I have no idea what's in their mindset. I didn't, couldn't believe they traded for Sam Darnold. And then you look at the Broncos. They're the one up in the air. You got a guy talking about having faith in Drew Locke. But do you take a quarterback? Like, Drew Locke isn't all that impressive. Is he really a franchise quarterback? I have no idea. And with Dak getting paid, Cowboys won't take a quarterback. I think Jerry Jones is going to find whatever is shiniest. The, the Cowboys draft shiny. Doesn't matter what the need is. Ever since they passed Randy Moss, Jerry Jones has been a shiny buyer. Does they just who they CD Lamb? They drafted last year. I'm sure they're uh, they're excited to draft somebody of that. They would draft a wide receiver if he was sitting there as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think the best pick for them if he's available would be Sertan out of Alabama, and he's the best cornerback in college football. So we'll see. I agree with you about Jerry Jones. Maybe the Panthers take Sertan, too. You know, I mean, just like defense is important, too. I've got an outside feeling that even though they traded for Sam Darnold, the Panthers might be in the market for drafting a quarterback as well. Hmm. I mean, I don't think you could could be sold on Sam Darnold. You might like him, but you can't be sold on him. And if they like, you know, maybe Trey Lance or Justin Fields, Who's to say that we don't have a little competition at, at camp? I feel you. It was, it was kind of like Russell Wilson. I know he was a third-round pick, but Matt Flynn signed that monstrous deal with Seattle. Ended up not even starting a game. So I, I don't think you can ever, you can ever leave it up to chance. And if they like one of those guys, why not? With the because then you start looking Giants, Eagles, Chargers, Vikings, Patriots. Patriots the interesting one. They never. By the way, whatever speculations made of the Patriots, it never goes that way. It's every year with Bill Belichick, and he's never once gone the way Mel Kiper. It's almost like he personally has a vendetta against Todd McShay and Mel Kiper. Never goes that route. So I don't even want to predict. Obviously, the idea is for them to trade up and get one of these quarterbacks. Do they even need to necessarily? Who knows. The Eagles is an interesting one. If they have two or three of those options sitting there at 12, we've heard that they want to go with Jalen Hurts. I know you want them to go with Jalen Hurts. Do they go with a quarterback there? That's a team that needs weapons. You're talking about teams that need weapons. You can argue the Packers do, but they have the best receiver in the world. you got the Bears, the Eagles. Who is he throwing the ball to there? you got an old Alshon Jeffrey, some guys that you pulled off a practice squad. 
I mean, the Eagles should really go with a weapon there, but could you see them snagging a quarterback? No. I mean, they traded out of the sixth spot. I think that means they're out of the quarterback market. We'll have to see, I guess. I mean, then you just start – I just start to get curious about what's going to happen. We entered that part after, like, the 12th pick with the Eagles where I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be where the players I'm hoping the Packers can target. I'm hoping they can trade up into this range. I would love a case scenario where we trade up to 15, get our guy, whether it's a – and at that point it wouldn't really be a receiver. I think you go defensive back or linebacker here. Um, We could use either or after Kevin King's atrocious performance. Um, Maybe even – I've heard talks about getting up there to get a potential lineman. We could use one of those after losing Corey Lindsley this year. I would like the Packers to trade up, maybe go after J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Um, but I'm hearing good things down the board a little bit. Caleb Fairley, cornerback for Vatek, didn't play last year. Considered, if not for certain, probably the best cornerback on or in this draft, but does have injury concerns. And then how about Greg Newsom? How about Northwestern, by the way, stacking up with two top 25 best available options? Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern, a cornerback. And then in the top 10, they have Rashawn Slater, defense or offensive tackle pretty impressive coming from a smaller school like that um hoping the Packers make a move up into this range so I don't have to sweat it out like crazy yeah we'll see what happens there's not a team that strikes me that they'd make a move up there but you you really never know um but yeah I I can't wait to just see like the first I say first 12 picks because there's been so much speculation and then you get to the point where I don't really know anybody's names anymore after that, but I think the, the first few picks should be a lot of fun because I, I think the 49ers have their mind made up already, but I think there only might be one guy who knows the answer, and it's Kyle Shanahan. So all of us are here. He, just, he, he needs to take it easy. You want to talk about a guy taking it Like, who knows who's going to be alive? Take it. You're, not, you're not off in Jimmy Garoppolo. Just take a, take a pill, Kyle. That would be my little take. Here's, I'm still confused whether you want Jimmy Garoppolo to start there or not. I I don't necessarily have a I want him to or don't want him to. I'm just laying out the roadmap. It's like don't draft a quarterback if you're not getting rid of him. And if you are getting rid of him, then you're set. You got your quarterback. I, I don't there's like two paths to me. You're not gonna have him sitting on a roster with another guy again. It's just my opinion. Andy Dalton's the best case scenario. Bears draft a quarterback. They have the competition. Does Dalton maybe start a little bit longer? Give this guy a couple reps from behind? Maybe. But this guy will pass up Dalton faster and sooner rather than later. Grappolo, on the other hand, has a lot of career left. If he is capable of being a good quarterback, hasn't stayed on the field a whole lot. I don't see the arm potential that the other quarterbacks in this league have. But pick a side. Pick a lane. And stick to it, 49ers. Okay, I'll rephrase the question. If you're the 49ers, what are you doing on draft night? Hmm. Not sure. (laughs) That sounds like you know the answer to this. I don't. I really don't. But you know what? I'll give you my best answer when we get back from the break. Um, You know us. We're a betting show. We don't have a lot to bet on. We haven't told you what to bet on yet, but we are part – of Bet Online, they sponsor us here. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best ways to play your. It's the best place 
for you to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag on your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports books experts. What I'm not is an expert. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't draft the quarterback. Stick with Garoppolo. See how it goes. That's my, that's my earnest and honest take. Okay. We shall see, my friend. I Any, think they're quarterback, though. <laughs> we've got some names down the board. You definitely know some names down this board. I mean, you've got yeah. Najee Harris, ranked 28th. Will Pittsburgh be the first team to take a running back? I think that'd be a fun bet to take. Where the first running back's going to go? I'm very. I'm always entertained by those prop bets. Um, I mean, obviously, there's Travis Etienne who should be going before him. Terrence Marshall Jr. is going to be the Rosenzweig pick of the year. I'm going to pray the Packers find a way to get him. They probably won't. It's totally okay. Um, another guy kind of like for the Packers is Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. Loved. A quarter, if we can go cornerback, wide receiver, in whatever order it is, I'd be a very happy, happy camper. Yeah, no, that I guess that would make you very happy. And yeah, so you, you think ETN should go before Najee Harris? It's a great question, you know. Um, yeah. Alabama running backs are starting to take over. I, you never know again with them. And then ETN, running backs is such a – odd position these days they don't last very long are they that important to a team do you use a first rounder on them at this point I remember the days where Adrian Peterson was a top 10 pick I remember when running backs could be considered for the number one overall pick Trent Richardson went number two you don't see that anymore don't. I don't know I but don't on know. the other hand if you can get a great running back on the rookie contract for a few years I mean, that, I think that's a big bonus then. Yeah. I think hey. running backs are like a bonus to your team. I don't think they make or break your team. I think they're a bonus. Clearly, there's not that many lead backs anymore. You play back by committee on most teams, um, which is still wild, and that probably is why the running back position is so valuable in fantasy football these days. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Which one has the best fantasy implications for you? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I love Najee Harris, I would say. And it, this is just from watching a couple games here and there. I would say Travis Etienne seemed like the most explosive to me, and obviously he's on the biggest stage. Probably saw him more than quite a few other guys, but I, I think Etienne, I, I give him a little bit of an edge. But, you know, in terms of pure between-the-tackles, bruiser, running back with a lot of speed as well, I mean, Najee Harris. That, that's what you're getting with a guy like that. So I think, I think both of those guys are going to be very solid wherever they end up. And then, you know, after we get out of the first round, Roz, I think the most interesting pick left to me uh, would have to be where Kyle Trask goes. Because I'm not quite sure, but... He could be a Chicago Bear. <laughs> he definitely could be a Chicago Bear. But, uh, yeah, he, he's a guy... Um, you know, had a great year at Florida, but had a really, really bad last game. And I don't know if that really hurt his draft stock that much. I don't think he was ever really like a very highly touted draft prospect, but there's a, definitely a team out there who's eyeing him up right now. I don't know who that team is, but 
I think he'll get taken here in the first three rounds and possibly make some noise here in 2021. Yeah, I mean, this quarterback pool is interesting because, like, everyone's talking about one through five, Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, and Jones. Then you got sixth, Davis Mills from Stanford, who's a slinger, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mund from Texas A&M. You got Eden Book out of Notre Dame, Felipe Franks from Arkansas, formerly a Gator. Sam Ellinger, I mean, that's a guy who put on a bit of a show to finish his uh, career there in Texas. Actually, no, he didn't. It was his backup who looked like a stud. KJ Costello, formerly from Stanford, went to Mississippi State. Got a lot of guys. Got a lot of quarterbacks. I just don't know how it works out anymore these days. I feel like quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. You barely find them anymore. Andrew Luck was the most exciting prospect of the last decade, and he just didn't pan out. I don't know. I feel like quarterbacks are like players in the NBA right now. Quarterback like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they need to move on. I know Patrick Mahomes is a different case right now. I think Patrick Mahomes might be the best quarterback in the league, and he's only 24. But it's just been run by these old guys. Breeze just retired. Rodgers, Brady, Roethlisberger. We need a new wave of quarterback studs, and Patrick Mahomes can be the leader of it, but we're going to need some of them drafted in the NFL draft. Yeah, we're going to need it. And I think the uh, the exciting part about it is you really don't know who's going to pan out and who isn't. So that's what makes it exciting. Yes. Uh, any other sports news before we leave and finish this NFL draft preview? Uh, no sports news, just enjoying the baseball season. It's really nice to have not just baseball, but MLB Network, the channel back. I mean, I think that that is what I live for, is having that channel on 24-7. How about the uh, fifth-year options being picked up for all these quarterbacks? That's nice for those franchises. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, I think Josh Allen. It's a pretty nice gig. They don't have to pay their guy. <laughs> yeah, it is a nice gig. It saves them some time and money and make their team better. Um, there really is no other news except for June 6th in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather officially scheduled again. Jake Paul dominated Ben Askren in their last match. Logan Paul will be the first man to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring. You heard it here first. Then we go Conor McGregor, Poirier. Conor McGregor, $600 million richer after selling proper whatever it is, proper 16, I think. Well, proper 12. 12. Proper 12. $600 million richer. The Paul brothers continue to take over by storm. You can hate them. You can love them. They're polarizing, but they're always coming out of your mouth. They're always on the social media feed. They're always in the news, making more money than God. So power to them. Um, that should be fun. I will be hyping that up on the show a bunch since I need something to hype up these days. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much all. I, you, get, you like Floyd or you like Logan? Uh, I got to go with Floyd. It's all right. I, uh, I've been down this road before, Wits, as we remember, in a Dublin-style bar in Chicagoland area. I went McGregor, heavy on McGregor. Should have pulled it out in the third round. The ref was giving Mayweather more leeway than he was giving McGregor. It's okay. I don't harbor any resentment. This time, Logan Paul comes in for the W. I feel it. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yeah. 
I just embarrass wits. That's that's my job on the show. Well, that's the opening line, everybody. Catch you next week. Hopefully, we're more consistent, and we'll see you Peace. Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.